Welcome to the Woo Child Podcast, a space created specifically for women expressing our mental health, our boss girl life, and our purpose that God has for us. Sit down with me, Dee Marie, as we vibe it out and let our minds finally, finally take a break. And child, it's Friday, period, poo. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wood Child Podcast. I'm your girl, Z Marie. And if you saw my post yesterday on the Wood Child Podcast, this is my third time recording this because I somehow I have developed PTSD talking about friendship PTSD. So I also wrote notes down just to keep track. And I don't ever write notes. I just really go off the limb of things. And so I'm going to try this again and talk about friendship PTSD because clearly it's real and I'm affected by it wholeheartedly and this is probably going to be the next topic in my counseling session (laughs) so thank you for tuning in (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in on this Friday I hope you guys are having a great day I hope that you guys um have plans for the weekend anyways girl let's get into it so friendship PTSD so where it started from was I went I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw this girl's post and it was a, actually it was a neighborhood talk. I mean, bring it up. It was reposted by the neighborhood talk and she's talking about, she says, no one talks about trauma that comes with your female friends betraying you. Like I literally have PTSD when it comes to developing new friendships with women. And when I reposted it, I kind of got a little bit of feedback talking about how they never really realized that it was friendship PTSD. They just thought, you know, friends come and friends go. But real life, like friendship PTSD is there. I'm actually in a situation right now that would categorize into friendship PTSD. Another friendship that I actually thought about when I saw this post besides myself was Issa and Molly on Insecure. Now, if you know, you know. And in the last season, they rekindled their friendship. But throughout the whole season, their friendship was kind of up and down, rocky. And they kind of had to learn some things about each other before they were able to get to the point of of comfort with their friendship. And so immediately, like, when I saw that post, I'm like, you know what? That really, first off, reminds me of myself. (laughs) Second off, reminds me of how Issa kind of, even though she talks about relationships, as far as, like, romantic relationships, she also shined a light on friendships as well. And we don't really see that that much um, as far as friends working it out and coming back together on television we normally see like the reality of it the social media way that people want us to see whether they're fighting they fall out they never talk again and then they talk bad about each other behind their back see one thing about me even though we fall out I'm that's it I'm just not gonna talk about you like it's no I'm gonna keep still keep the secrets because loyalty so I'm not going to share all that but we don't really see much about that I really do hate that the show ended but I love how she made them all come back together as far as like friendships and really have a a strong friendship core as far as like with the other friends 
and I just love that. I love that. So we're going to go dive into actually what is PTSD. A lot of people already knew what it was when I reposted it, but seeing that post, it was kind of like, I never really thought to call it something. So actually we always go by the sayings of frenemies and keep your friends close, keep your close. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer and that friendship that can cease has never been real. But what do we actually do when friendship is actually scary? Like literally there's so many uncertainties about friendship and when and actually when you do have a good friend, you feel really good about it. So what is friendship PTSD? So it is caused by friendships or lack of friends that have ended badly. Maybe a good friend gossip about you or just stopped hanging out with you or returning your phone calls and it just, the friendship just ended. Now, I've had that happen to me, but <laughs> because I also suffer with um, thinking that everything is my fault, I always just go straight to that mechanism, whether it's a friendship, relationship, coworker, whatever. I always feel like sometimes, even though I put my all into things or even if I do try to work it out or even if I do say sorry I always the overthinking starts to come in I always think like oh my gosh like it's my fault or if I don't I didn't think that the friendship I thought the friendship was gonna go somewhere and it didn't I always just I always revert to it's my fault but instead of moving on instead of moving on you really have to focus on what did you do what could what could be wrong or what could you have done differently? So sometimes I I do that a lot. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time. But I always like to self-reflect on, okay, like was there something that I said or something that I could have done differently and focus on that. So, so before getting into ways on how we can overcome PTSD, I kind of want to talk about this book that I stumbled across when I was um, researching off about friendship PTSD. It's a book called Never Unfriended by Lisa Jo Baker. And it pretty much just talks about friendship PTSD, how to overcome. And pretty much when I read a, a little synopsis of it, I'm like, girl, are you reading my mind or are you speaking directly to my heart? <laughs> because this book is probably about me. And I've I've suffered, I've had a lot of friendship PTSD moments and just kind of when I reshared it on my page, just to know that other women are going through it as well. And that honestly, that there is hope for us to have sustainable friendships or, you know, or that these are everyday life things kind of did make me feel better. Cause again, going into the overthinking, I always overthink things and analyze that, okay, well, maybe it's my fault. But Lisa Joe Baker kind of breaks it down as far as what really is friendship PTSD and really how to move forward from it. So I would highly recommend you to read that book. But I'm. going to go into a couple of ways that how we can overcome friendship PTSD. So there are two different types of steps that I've researched of overcoming PTSD. Now it may be easier said than done and I ain't gonna lie to you but once we walk through these phases I think we'll be able to be ready to tackle friendships again. I don't know about you but I'm actually ready and 
as you get older you just want genuine people around you and to keep those people who are close to you close to, like people who are wanting to be around you close to you so i'm actually really open to having more friends and being able to especially with becoming a new mom just more people that i can relate to or more people that i can hang out with or even being a business owner and a content creator just hanging out with people who who serve me and and praying (laughs) that i um and I'm able to serve them as well. And sometimes we just have to realize if those friendships don't work out, we just have to try again and put in the work. And I hate that social media has kind of trained some of our minds to think that if it doesn't work out, then that's it. And we have to kind of realize that we have to put in the work. Like friendships, relationships, any ship, you have to put in some type of work in order for it to work. And if the person doesn't want to do that, then we have to understand that we've done all that we can as far as on our part. So one, so the first step to get over a friendship PTSD is to just realizing like, hey, okay, it's not my fault. Like, and if you truly, truly did something like how in the book, she, she refers to how in sixth grade when she told her friend that she was too cool to be her friend. Obviously, yes, she did do something wrong, <laughs> but it takes time to stop. But it's time for us to stop taking ownership of others' feelings. If you did something wrong, apologize and definitely mean it. But in the book, she also says that it did take her about an embarrassing two years to actually apologize to her friend and then the next year she actually her friend actually hurt her but she apologized when they got over it eventually so understanding that true friendships can't they can withstand a little pain if anything it does make friendships stronger but we have to realize but you both have to apologize and be willing to get over it and and that's really just key like we all have to be on the same page like okay we have we're here it is what it is move on and get over it another phase that we can do is drop it literally literally once you have apologized for your part in the friendship mishap absolutely move on you've done your part it is what it is and that's kind of where I am as far as with the situation that I've encountered with a friendship or just in general I don't like when people let me know what I did wrong when I did wrong okay maybe a week okay maybe a day but years later you cannot come to me if we've already talked about it and discussed it you cannot absolutely and especially especially if I already apologized for it and we talked through it there's no reason to bring up old stuff when going through a mishap. So it may sound cold as this may sound, but you can only be responsible for your part. And that's kind of what I'm realizing now is, okay, D, I'm reflecting on friendships. Have I, did I do my part? Like, have I, do I feel like I did my part? What did I do? Did I apologize? It's like checking off the boxes. Like, did I apologize? Check. Was I willing to talk about it? Check. And at the end of the day, if the person is not a recipient on the other side, as cold as it may sound, you just have to leave it where it was because you can only be responsible for your part. And I'm at the stage in my life again where I'm tired of taking responsibility for other people's part. I'm carrying way too much trying to be the friend and the friend, like, or or anything. I can't be both parties in any situation. So 
Now I'm learning that, okay, I can only control me. I can only control what I say. I can only control what I do. And honestly, maybe your friend like like Lisa was, she says that she holds grudges after years and years. And after you genuinely apologize and try to make it right, it's really up to your friend to forgive you and let go of your of those hurt feelings. And if it wasn't your fault, but you attempted to make it right, again, it's up to your friend to accept the friendship. Maybe that's... And honestly, I've had to come to the realization that maybe they're not ready for a friendship. Maybe they don't want a friend. Or maybe the friendship was just too toxic. Either way, we still need to have peace and move on, whatever that it may be. So, and, and even I saw another post the other day that was just saying, like, as adults, why, who are we lying for? And that's the thing. Like, we're grown. So we should be able to get to the point to where, okay, we can say grown people things and tell tell people how we actually feel about each other and not be able to feel bad about our feelings either. You feel how you feel. So the real question really is, on what I even want to know, seriously, is how in the world do we make friends after having friendship PTSD? Because clearly, I can't even make a podcast video. I mean, a podcast episode because I literally, I mean, my PTSD is that strong. Like, so I'm curious. I hope you're curious on how to make how to make new friends after after having friendship PTSD. So what I've researched is that really the trick to making new friends after having PTSD is looking inward. So pretty much friendships friendships won't always look the way that we expect. And honestly, I mean. We could blame it on social media, but friendships aren't friendships aren't idolized like how they used to be. Like I really, really appreciate Issa making friendships kind of the focal point of insecure because insecure because we don't really hear about friendships more to say. And it really honestly could be that we all have friendship PTSD at some point. We don't have to really hold on to others' baggage, but but it comes but it comes to a point where it's very important to know what we want in a friendship. And so it's this book by Gary Chapman that talks about our love language. And I never really thought to incorporate it into friendships, but I've actually done the quiz and read the book for relationships, but I never really thought to incorporate it as far as friendships-wise. So with me and my husband did it um, during our counseling session, but my my love language is actually affirmation. So we have to also ask our friends, like, what? how can I be a better friend to you? How can I serve you better? Because part of the problem with friendship PTSD is that we literally spend way too much time looking inward when it's important, also important for us to reflect on the friendship and and there's so many healthy ways for us to do it. So once you learn your love language, well, first I would, it's actually a website. If you just Google love language, you can actually take the quiz. But once you've figured out your love language, we also have to figure out what do we need in a friendship to meet your love language? What do you have to give friends based on your love language? And what about your, and basically what about your friend's love language? Like if you have a friend, shoot, send her that link, send him that link and say, take this quiz because I want to be, I want to know what is your love language and how I could better serve you as a friend and what, and what do they even have to give? So, 
as we're thinking about it and as we're meeting new people and even as you're analyzing your existing or past friendships, let's take a minute to think about the love language concept. So what do you need in a friend? Is it is it the same thing that your friend is looking for out of a friendship? Because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes as we grow and evolve into into a better version of ourselves, sometimes your friends can't come with you because they're one they're just not meant to come with you or they just can't sustain what you are giving and it may not even be what they need as well and it may not even be what they need as well so when we start to think about friendships I kind of want us to look at it a different way and I want myself to look at it a different way too especially as our focus on especially when we focus on the gifts that we bring to the table and what we need out of a friendship and we'll slowly we'll slowly be able to work on a way through the PTSD. So I also was researching and I actually found friendship in the Bible. And low key, this verse is kind of shady, but no shade, no tea. And so it's Proverbs 22, 24 through 25. And it says, do not make friends with a hot tempered person. Do not associate yourself with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself and share. So even with having PTSD, friendship PTSD, we also have to know what serves us and what doesn't serve us. And that it is okay to detach ourselves from those instincts that do not serve us anymore. If a friend did you bad, you did a friend bad, and you really did try to put in the E for effort and try to really make that friendship work, the Bible, <laughs> I'm just joking, but it tells us that hey we do not need to be fr- no i'm joking but it talks about it in here also proverbs thirteen twenty says walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm and the proof is in the pudding there like i i think we need to also come to an understanding that what doesn't serve us we have to let go and and i'm kind of at the point also in my life where it's hard for me to differentiate what what is the right way to go with it as far as like do I keep the friendship or, or did it serve me the time that it was and and with that we also have to pray about it and again I don't know what your spiritual religious is but I'm faith-based and I'm a Christian and I just truly believe that anything that we go through that we have to pray about it and seek God because relationship friendship any ship sometimes we not even supposed to be the friend wasn't even supposed to be the friend to begin with so, so sometimes god has a funny way of pulling us from situations whether it's a friend a relationship a friend of me or whatever because it does not serve us and it's not going to take us to where we are going some people are there literally for a season in our lives and so coming from an overthinker I overthink and analyze things like, oh, maybe God's telling me to go this way or maybe God's telling me to go that way. And that's why right now I have been fasting from, from this may be little to y'all, but big to me, but I have been fasting for, um, it's going on 21 days. I, I have a couple more days to go to the end of January, but I've been fasting or it's been 27 days. Excuse me. I have been fasting from soda and wine so i'm really just fasting and praying and being intentional on where god is taking me as far as my my marriage 
me being a mother, me being a friend, because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm going through a situation with one of my friends, but I want to be able to hear God also when it comes to friendships and and where he is taking me. And I think we we lack that as well to even ask God, is this person supposed to be in my life? Because like I said, God told you no, and you said, let's go to the club. (laughs) God told you no, or you said, let's go to brunch. So we also just have to be intentional and with our time as well. And I just want peace. And and this year, I'm really just seeking peace and happiness within myself. And I really just want people around me who love me and who genuinely just want to be there for me and and not bring bad energy or or any type of negative vibes. And, and I get I get it. Everything is not always perfect. Like like I said before, like sometimes friendships don't go the way that we want them to go. But when it starts to alter your peace and your understanding and just you as a person itself, I don't think God wants us to go through that. And so even with friendship PTSD, I'm definitely praying for us ladies and gentlemen for us to overcome that and to and to have and to seek positive friendships this year or or even if it's business friendships or anything because i because at the end of the day we we all want friends and and that's and that's just real you can't say one person does not want someone to talk to so we all i'm sure that we all crave that and i'm just wishing that on all of us this year that we just seek peace and happiness and abundance of friendships this year because it's definitely needed so with that being said, I hope that you guys learned something today. I'm I'm glad that I actually started over the podcast for the fourth time because this one uh, was kind of more intentional. But I hope that you guys learned something today as well as I did and, and overcome our friendship PTSD because it is real. But if we're able to put in the work and go to God and and realize that it's not our fault and for us to drop it and and to know that we've done our best then we can walk away peacefully or we can walk into the friendship peacefully with a clear with a clear mind so i hope you guys have a great friday let me know what you guys think about this um this episode and let me know if you guys ever have friendship ptsd and how you've actually overcome it as well because listen, it's hard out here, but in 2022, we're going to get it right, okay? <laughs> so you guys have a great rest of your Friday. And-